your servant And I am listening Speak to me, Lord, speak to me Speak to me Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by the Macarius Church Headquarters. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Macarius Church Headquarters. I am listening, I am waiting, speak to me. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Father, thank you for the entrance of your word which gives light and gives understanding to the simple. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please take your seats. Good to see you too. Bishop Eddie has missed us all and sends his love and by the grace of God we'll see him on Sunday. Is that powerful and exciting? I believe so. I believe so. It's a blessing. We've missed our daddy. Can't wait to see him. Come with some fresh anointing from East Africa. Hey. But tonight, we are continuing with our Bible study on bearing fruits. Last week, Tuesday, we talked about the curse of barrenness. And on Sunday, we're talking about obstacles to bearing fruit. Tonight, we're talking about qualities that make you fruitful. Qualities that make you fruitful. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 5, King James Version. 2 Peter 1, 5. And beside this, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. Verse 8. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'd like to read it in the New American Standard Bible as well. So, now for this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence. And in your moral excellence, knowledge. And in your knowledge, self-control. And in your self-control, perseverance. And in your perseverance, godliness. Next verse. And in your godliness, brotherly kindness. And in your brotherly kindness, love. Verse 8. For if these qualities, somebody say qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, the expression in the King James Version in verse, I believe verse 6, verse 8, verse 8. 
It says, for if these things be in you and abound, they make you. You see, I realize that when, let's say, a girl, a baby girl is born, she has all the over or they are not really X. We call them X, but they are not really X. X, I think X is more fitting to describe what we see on our table. Bold. <laughs> yeah, huh. But the, their real name is over. Singular ovum. Plural over. Now the amazing thing is that every baby girl is born with about 200,000 potential over. Yes. So, so they are in her ovaries. Yes. When she's born. Yes. When she's born. She already has, they are, they are there. But how many know that a two-year-old or a five-year-old girl, even though she has the ova in her ovaries cannot give birth. 200,000. Because around the time we call puberty, certain hormones starting from somewhere in the brain called the hypothalamus begins <laughs> Dr. Cherish <laughs> you see it begins to produce certain hormones let's just stay with hormones <laughs> let's start let's let us use the word hormones these are chemical messengers in the body and when they are produced they go to certain destinations in the body and begin to work on those destinations what we see (laughs) what we see is the outward manifestation of the working of those hormones so we see that the young girl who had a flash chest now has something coming up (laughs) They they were already there they were already there but they develop when the hormones work on them do you understand me yes similarly in a boy who is pre-pubertal one of the classic features is that his voice is like a girl's voice there's no difference between the boy's voice and the girl's voice but one of the manifestations of the hormones that are working on the boy is that suddenly his voice is deeper. His voice is deeper. <laughs> See, so, so what is happening is that even though he was not a reproductive person, he is being made. You see, it's also, they make you. 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 That means they transform you from something that was not reproductive into something that is now reproductive. Clap for God and how he makes the body work. Hallelujah. Do you understand me? So tonight, 
us, by the grace of God, we talk about these qualities, they are going to enter you. Do you understand me? And they are going to make you. Hallelujah. They are going to make you that you shall not be barren. In fact, the Greek word for barren is agos. And agos means inactive. Yeah. So you, 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 you shall be active. And unfruitful is a kapos. You see, kapos is fruit. So, but your fruit is beginning to abound. Amen. Amen. And the other day we said for the same verse in the New American Standard Bible that it says, if these qualities, so verse 8, New American Standard Bible says, if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless. Oh, your days of usefulness are, have arrived. Nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus. So let's look at them one by one. Let's look at diligence first. So diligence is the first one. So verse 9 says, applying all diligence. What is a simple definition of diligence? We can say that diligence is... To be constant in efforts to accomplish something. It also means to be attentive and persistent in doing anything. That's diligence. You see, one thing that you must notice. So let me read it again. It says, constant in efforts to accomplish something. And then attentive and persistent in doing anything. Now, I can only remember my medical school days in Kolibu. <laughs> yes. And there was a particular colleague on. There was a particular year in which I was coming up to an exam. I remember I would sleep maybe from about 3 or 4 p.m. to about 7 p.m. Okay. Then when I woke up, the first now, I had a brown cup. It's just chocolate, coffee, coffee, coffee colored cup. I would make my loading dose of coffee. Do you know loading those? I know she said, we are starting with it. It's like I've slept and I've woken up, but I just want to make sure that my state of alertness is super. Then I, 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 I fire that one as a loading start dose. Then I go to my books. Somewhere along the line, in the night, I don't remember what particular time, I fire a second one to... Keep me going. There were times when I'd be, I had a prayer meeting at 3 a.m. So I'll just move into this. So I'd stayed up from 7 to 3 and then go for the prayer meeting. Sometimes I came back at 5, then maybe I'll sleep for one or two hours. And then, on, you see, Another way to describe, if, 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 if you want to talk about this, is on it, on it, on it, on it, on it. You see, without that kind of diligence, you cannot qualify for medical school. 
I mean, you go to many counselors and say, oh, when I feel like I'll, I'll study. <laughs> uh, you know, even the things that you study, you see, what it is is that the volume, the volume, somebody told us when we were in second year, he said somebody had done a research and he said, in second year alone of medical school, you in, in one calendar year, you encounter 3,000 new words you have never met in your life. Yeah. One year. 3,000. 3, I mean, anteroposterior. Stenocleidomastoid. Never met. Hey. Quadratus lumborum. I mean, you, you, you. <laughs> I can invite Dr. Angie and Dr. You see that? Uh, yeah, you, so you have to be diligent. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. You have to be on it. How about my postgraduate days? In Stoke Mandeville Hospital in Aylesbury. <laughs> I was preparing for final part two of the membership of the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. Hey! You have the MCQ paper, which is 300 questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they ask you 300 questions. Each of them has five options. And by the way, if you make a mistake, it's minus one. Ah! Hey! Yes, 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 yes. Not those who leave you. You see, you, you, you cannot, you see, you cannot, you see. So I remember one Saturday in my preparation for the exam, I got a book. I don't know whether it was somebody's book or whatever. I think it must have been somebody's book I borrowed for the weekend because, you know, it's not every book that you can find or even to buy or whatever at the time. So I brought that book home on Friday night. I was supposed to take it back by Monday. So Saturday morning, 6 a.m., I went into my study. I remember. 6 a.m. There were six exams in that book. So we are talking about 1,800 questions. Mm. Times five. <laughs> yes, times five. It's true. Yes. I remember... Answering the first, I think each exam was supposed to be three hours. I remember answering all the 300, the first paper, marking myself and checking the answers, moving to the next one, moving to the next one. 6 a.m., 6 p.m., 12 hours is when I finished all the six papers, marked all of them, knew which one was right, which one was wrong before I came out of my study. Oh, yes. You see? If you can do that, then by the grace of God, you can also go into a place and stay there and say, I'm waiting on God. You see, because people who can't do that, small, he's going to be small, he's going to answer WhatsApp. So stay there, be there, be there on it, on it. You are praying on it, you are witnessing on it. Not people who get distracted easily, you know. I mean, oh, diligence. So, what I'm saying is that you see. We don't have constancy of effort. Maybe you hear preaching like this and say, Oh, Charlie, now there, look, 
I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to Saturday, I'm going to. There is something you need, which is called, you see, and it must be internal. You see, that's the point. It must be internal. That's why the first chapter of the the book, Church Growth, it is possible, says that without a burning vision, eh, without a burning vision, oh, church growth is not possible. He says the the vision is an internal engine. He said long after external influences are faded. Yes. I don't have to come and tell you, okay, wake up, pray. Okay, do this. Okay, do this. Okay, do that. But when you have diligence, the engine sits inside you and it propels you to pray, propels you to wake up. That's diligence. That's diligence. And I pray today that this quality of diligence will enter you. Oh, yes. It's important because hmm, without it, he says, giving all diligence. It seems to be the one that sets everything else in motion. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because you start with that one, you, 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 you are on it. Persistent, constant. Yes. You see, and what I like about that, it comes from inside. Comes from inside. Comes from inside. Comes from inside. May you receive diligence. May you walk in diligence. In fact, the other definition of diligence is earnestness in accomplishing something. Earnestness. Yes. Earnestness. You see, when you see somebody who's earnest, he has a feeling about what he's doing. Yeah. In fact, the Greek word is spude. Which also means speed. So people who are diligent, they take off. They don't, oh, you say we should go and do, no, 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 no. They've taken off already. They've gone. Because they are eager. Because they want to accomplish something. Number two, faith. I like the, Chapter in faith secrets that says faith is obedience and obedience is faith. You see, if you want to test your, evaluate your faith level concerning church growth, church work, whatever you're doing, evaluate it by your attitude towards targets. A target. You see, because you may have been told that this is your target. Now, let me even say this. That people who accomplish great things in church growth have targets. Let me say it another way. Let me give you the example of Dr. Paul Yongicho. Doctor, okay, he became Dr. David Yongicho before he died. But in 1981, I believe, there was a conference in Amsterdam called the International Conference of Itinerant Evangelists. I know a reverend minister who attended that conference. When he came back, one of the things that amazed him at the conference of that, he said that when Dr. Yongicho came to address the conference, he told them that he was pregnant. He said, hey. <laughs> he said, why, why do you say you are pregnant? He said, I am pregnant to 200,000 souls. 
Is it because Dr. Yangecho believes that when you read Joel chapter 2, verse 28, you know verse, it says, and it shall come to pass after that I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. To Yongichu, when, when the spirit comes upon you and gives you a vision, if you are a church person, that vision is a target. In other words, you cannot be praying or you cannot be serious about church without having a target. And I think the other day we read when the prophet said that when he had a church of 20, he dreamt of 50. When they had 50, he dreamt of 100. You see, so it's a dream, it's a vision, it's a target. Yes. And when it enters you, then you become pregnant with it. And then the book of Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4 says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain that he may run. That's really it. So when you have a vision, then you run. In other words, your slowness, which is another definition of adults means idle or slow. Slowness, barrenness comes from not having any vision that is making you run. How many have seen in a dream something that made you run? (laughs) Or maybe not even in a dream. You enter somebody's house. You didn't know there was a dog there. When you open the door, then the, the dog. <laughs> it's the vision. What you saw made you run. So if in the spirit you can see a figure that your church, which has remained at a certain size for far too long, can be another figure, it will make you run towards it. Hallelujah. And I believe that, you see. When you believe, when you are persuaded that God has given you a man of God, when he gives you a vision, it's a prophetic word to you. Oh yes, it's a prophetic word to you. It's not just a suggestion. And you work at it. You see, and I know people who are so obsessed with their vision. That if they are given a vision and they don't make it, hey, they are sad, they cry, they break. Um, they, 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 they but some people don't, oh. <laughs> I mean, when they even hear the vision, oh, but, ah, but he doesn't think that, you see, despising it. Despising it. Let me show you an example of a prophetic word and how somebody despised it and it cost him. First Kings 20, 35. First Kings 20 verse 35 says that and a certain man of the sons of the prophets said unto his neighbor in the word of the Lord smite me I pray thee and the man refused to smite him then said he unto him because thou hast not obeyed the voice of the Lord hey I thought he just told me to slap me I thought it was a joke he said, no. Behold, as soon as thou art departed from me, a lion shall slay thee. And as soon as he was departed, a lion found him and slew him. This is serious. I mean, these are sons of prophets. They are like Bible students who are practicing p- prophetic things. Somebody has died. 
<laughs> Somebody has died. He was supposed to recognize that statement as a prophetic word. It may have been coming for him, his, his mates. His mates. But it was a prophetic word. How much when it comes from your pastor? So look at the next verse. And a certain man, no, please, the next verse. Verse. 37. And he found another man and said, Smite me, I pray thee. And the man smote him. (laughs) So that in smiting, he wounded him. (laughs) He had heard about the other guy. (laughs) Said, Charlie, this guy, if he says, Slap me, uh, you're (laughs) pining. Slapping and kick him as well so that Charlie he'll fall to the floor. Hey. Why? Because this prophet needed to do something. He needed to go and send a message to Ahab. You see, I, I, I want us to really believe in what Bishop Eddie has told us here in this church. And if you are a basenta leader, if you are a center director, all of us pastors, there are targets that have been given to us. Let us not consider them as suggestions. It's time to take them as serious prophetic words and run with them so that God would make us see our fruitfulness. Amen. You see, faith is persuasion. Faith is conviction. And it is constant conviction. Number three, the New Americans of the Bible calls it moral excellence. You know, something that is excellent possesses superior merit or outstanding quality. I, I want to stay with the excellence because there's another quality that I'll bring out the moral aspect. Now, when something is excellent, when you see it, when you experience it, it produces a wow effect. For instance, this place is because we've sat here for so long. <laughs> I thank God that you still have the wow. You see, when somebody enters as a wow, wow, what a ch- I mean, this is excellence. You see why? Because by the grace of God, the man of God, our father Bishop Eddie, who God has put here, is a man of excellence. I mean, when he when he was a worship leader, he would learn the words of the song. You know, the, a worship leader who, when the words go off the screen, he's lost. <laughs> <laughs> no and then with vim and vigor and depth a certain depth he will lead the worship I remember look at the first love music which we heard you know when I hear the words all I consider these are sounds they are sounds 
their sounds. They have come from the heart of a person who knows God, who waits on God. I mean, look at some of that. What is the best way to pray? Like, I've gone to wait on God, but I don't know how to pray. I keep repeating myself. What is the best way to pray? Or I've gone to wait on God, and so many things on my mind. It says, but as I stayed for many hours, I, I calmed down and began to hear his voice. I mean, he's such an excellent teacher that when he's written a song, there's teaching in the song. When he's leading a prayer meeting, there's teaching in the prayer meeting. Oh, Father, I pray that you give us that excellence. You see, we ought not to have mediocre ministries because of who we are following by the grace of God. Excellence. Excellence. The other day I said, I decided to go on YouTube and check, see what the Lord has done, Manathan Abbasi. Then I realized that it was one of the songs on a new album is released called Names of God. Hey. told another bishop about it. He went to watch. He said, the guy has moved to another level of excellence. You should go and watch them. You should go and watch them. You should go and watch them. If you like excellence, if you like things that are of a certain level, scarlet, gold, and purple quality things, anointed things. I mean, he has a song called Yeshua Hamashiach. It's a very simple song. But in that album, he's turned it into an overture. And somebody's playing the violin and then somebody comes to start giving the names of God in Hebrew and Yoruba. Hey! you are the God of awesome wonders. My goodness. You feel the power and the presence of God so much. That's because somebody is devoted to excellence. Why will you not be fruitful? You'll be fruitful. And I pray that God will help us also to go to that level of excellence. You can't have a meeting place that looks like, you know, I mean, like somebody said, they were meeting somewhere when a goat came through. How can a goat come through your meeting place? I mean, it's true that we don't have, we say goat members, but we cannot have a real goat, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the. Uh. Hey! One day somebody saw a goat eating bread, I said, oh, no, no, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. A goat eating bread. <laughs> Goats are supposed to be herbivores. How can a goat eat bread? A goat is in your church now eating bread. Hmm. Now, for this very reason, also we are applying diligence to add to our faith. Moral excellence. And in your moral essence, knowledge. Hallelujah. You know, I believe that as people who are ministers, if you are a shepherd, if you are somebody who 
who has come to the Lord. Actually, actually, the word disciple means learner. Yes. The Greek word is matetes, from which you get the word mantano. He's a disciple. He's a disciple. So, that ought to be in our minds. You can't have a church where the new believer is not in the new believer school. No, no, if you are a learner, you are in a school. And by the grace of God, we have schools. We have enough material to teach schools. So, organize a new believer school. Organize whether it's a fruitful believer school. They should be systematically taught. You know, we used to have a system. Level 100. Level 100 was a new believer school. So, I always remember that taught me something. Because this was the ABMTC 700 levels, 100 to 700. 100 was a new believer school, 200. I've forgotten the, the, the very details, but I think Shepherd School was 200, something. But you see, what happened was that what you could tell somebody was that if you gave an altar call and he came to stand there and then he said, go, as he was going, he was being enrolled into the new believer school. That means that from church, as you came to receive Christ, you have entered the Anakazo Bible and Ministry Training Center straight because that is how we are all in a school yes then you enter shepherd school and be taught what it means to become a shepherd then you are progressing because you need to increase in knowledge because it is increasing knowledge that makes you fruitful and by the way listening to tips is also a form of acquiring knowledge it is what is, you see, it says, the deeper, this word knowledge in the Greek is the deeper, more perfect and enlarged knowledge of this religion, of Christianity. Which means you are deeper. Which means you and I can discuss topics. Which means if I ask you, let's talk about the rapture able to show verses you know let's talk about the second coming of Jesus you should be able to point to scriptures you see some years ago I had a member who vanished for about six weeks he fell into the hands of another group a church-like group. Let me just call them a church-like group. We found him after six weeks and brought him back. Dr. Angela, what I couldn't believe is what they had managed to pump into him in only six weeks. And I realized that we were joking. We were joking. We were joking. You see, when you hear the word doctrine, it's actually what is happening. You must be indoctrinated. Oh, we have made indoctrinate sound like an evil word. But actually, <laughs> that's, the word doctrine is the origin of the word indoctrinate. The point is to make you think in a certain way. According to the Bible. So what is our knowledge base? What do you know? As somebody said, when the questions start coming thick and fast, do your answers start coming thick and slow? 
begin to account. You cannot be in this church. You are in Macarius. You've been in the church for six years. Seven years. Yet, you are still struggling with quiet time. You see, I'll tell you what. The reason is that you have not begun to teach anybody. I'm putting it to you that the reason why you are, you are, you are, you are not knowledgeable is that you are not teaching anybody. You're not teaching anybody regularly because, hey, you can tell that even to come and teach tonight, I've had to go and learn some things. That's what the writer of Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12 said that. For when for the time ye ought to be teacher, turn to your neighbor and say, you ought to be a teacher. Please tell the next person, you ought to be a teacher. No, so ask them, who, who are you teaching? Ask them, who are you teaching? Ask them, who are you teaching? 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 Find some people to teach them. By force. <laughs> Find some people to teach them. Dancing stars, teach them. It's not only about dancing and I go they say what do you want me to say. I go, it's good. It's good to say what you want me to say, but they must have some word in them. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. When you open his mouth, scriptures must come out of his mouth. Too many African proverbs. Ah. When ye ought to be teachers, ye have neither one teach you again, which were the first principles of the. Let, let me let me show you what he was calling the first principles. Hebrews six one. Let me show you what he was calling the first principles. First principle. What he's saying is that you should have gone from these things. Now look at look at. Um, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. I mean, I don't want to spoil the church this evening. Others, I'll come to somebody and say, Give me two scriptures on repentance. No, repentance. Repentance. Just, just show me. I'll give you a Bible. So, Take me to take me to some scriptures on repentance. You will see that the repentance has to happen that you repent from coming from riverside atmosphere. <laughs> so what? Ah, they said we should come. Even my pastor called me and said, "Come this this evening. I'll come to sit here. I want my nose mask. You are still coming to tell me that I should I should give you uh, 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 scripture." And the next one, of faith toward God. Even this one is not, it's not difficult. Because we've just had a wonderful series on faith. But you let, let me just go around. <laughs> let me just go around. Let me just go around. Even scriptures that are in the guide. They are in the guide. <laughs> hey! What about them? Say of the doctrine of baptisms. They say, hey, I didn't know there were baptisms. I, mean, I thought there was only baptism. You see, you see, you see. Oh, me, I thought that the baptism we put in water, then baptisms. They are, they, they are, they are baptisms. There's more than one baptism. And you are the Christian. You're being the Macarius for four and a half years. 
Look, lift your right hand and say, from today, I'll be knowledgeable. I'm not going to the rest. Laying on of hands. So, that one that says, Bishop Eddie, he will lay on hands on us. Then we will fall down. <laughs> he will lay hands. We don't have to, we don't, we don't have to know anything about laying. We just come and stand and lay hands on us and we fall down. And of resurrection of the and of eternal judgments. You see, the other day Bishop really came to launch the book Bima. It's about judgment. I said, Oh, <laughs> later. <laughs> Number five. Self-control. Self-control. Beautiful. Self-control. Hmm. What is self-control? I like this definition. It says, the virtue of one who masters his desires and passions. The virtue of one who masters his desires and passions, especially his sensual appetites. Oh, I'll repeat it, my dear. Self-control. The virtue of one who masters. You see, so what this definition is taking care of is that your desires and Passions you have are normal. Yes, you 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 must have desires and passions. Actually, if you're a man, God puts testosterone in you for the propagation of the species. God put testosterone in you for the propagation of the species. So the desires and passions, but oh, he says, you must master the desire. Master. I think Cain was one of the people who was told that story. This would be Genesis chapter 4. Very early, somewhere. Find it. About verse 4 or verse 5. He had a feeling of envy towards his brother Abel. And God told him, that's if you do it, will you not be accepted? He said, Sin is at about you must master. Oh, you must master. <sighs> Maybe it's NASB, but uh, there's a master. So, so brother, you have erections, you have feelings, about, but you must, you must not be directed. As somebody said, do not let your erection determine your direction. Cannot be in the church. We have to be looking for you everywhere. Because you cannot control your hair. The hate. Once you know. No, 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 no. No, you know. What I'm saying, we may laugh. But you see, for me, one of the. Hmm. Oh, no. Oh, no. You see. When you do the ministry, God gives you authority. You have authority. You have spiritual authority. 
Now, if you don't master your desires and passions, you abuse that authority you have. You abuse it. And when you abuse it, it comes on. I met a, a lady years ago. She was about 21 or 22. She had two or three children with different men. Now, the beginning of her disasters was that she met a Sunday school teacher as a teenager who slept with her. Yeah. Was it? Somebody who couldn't master his desires and passions. So, you know, and sexual sin is one of the things the Bible says you sin against your body and it is one of the things that is an easy access way for demons into your life. Oh yeah. As for me, if you ask me two things I've learned from doing a bit of power ministry, I can tell you that two ways I have discovered that demons enter people. One is fornication, the other is unforgiveness. Oh yes, very Oh yes, oh yes And it's not something I read in the book It's something that I've experienced As I've prayed for people People who have had demons and These are the two doors that opened Oh yes, fornication Easy access Master Master Your desires and your passions Master them Let me read another part of your body you must master. James 3, 5 to 6, New American Standard Bible. It says, so also the tongue is a small part of the body. Yet it boasts of great things. See how great a forest is set aflame by such a small fire. In other words, a huge forest can be destroyed by a a spark from one match. And it says, and the tongue is a fire. The very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body. In fact, the man of God told me, based on James, say if you can control your tongue, you can control yourself, and sets on fire the course of our life, and is set on fire by hell. All the sins of disloyalty without fail are sins of the tongue. Oh yes, memory, complaining, backbiting, slander. Lying. Mention them. They are sins of the tongue. Sins of the tongue. So I pray that God will help that easy. Control. Control. Control the tongue. Not to say what it has to say. What it doesn't have to say. Number six. Perseverance. Perseverance. I mean, we're blessed this morning during the flow prayer when Prophet read a verse which was one of the signs of an apostle. In Second Corinthians twelve twelve. 
He says, truly the signs of an apostle are wrought among you in all patience, in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. Now, when you see the word patience in the King James, it has come from a couple of Greek words. One of them is this word, hupomone. Which actually means perseverance. So in the New American Standard Bible, it says, The signs of a true apostle were performed among you with all perseverance by signs and wonders and miracles. What is perseverance? Perseverance is cheerful or hopeful endurance. Which means that you are undergoing a situation. But you are cheerful and you are hopeful. You are not bitter. You are not complaining. Because you know that the Bible says that, and these things are written aforetime for our learning, that through patience or perseverance and comfort of the soul, we might have hope. Yes, sir. What a word. God bless you, sir. That's one of the reasons why you should have your quiet time every day. When you read the Bible, it injects you with hope. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And lack of Bible reading means your hope dose is low. You must have hope. Because in this world, eh, the whole world, Pastor Emma, is designed to make us hopeless. Chelsea, whatever, now. A Russian oligarch, one Ukrainian. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. 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 So a person who has perseverance will continue doing what he is doing despite the circumstances. I like this. It says, the characteristic of a man who is not swerved from his deliberate purpose and his loyalty by even the greatest trials and sufferings. So endure. Keep on keeping on. There's hope. God will bring you through. You, at the end of the day, you will become stronger. Mm. The character of a man who is not swerved from his deliberate purpose and his loyalty by even the greatest trials and sufferings. That's why they call the patience of Job, which really is the perseverance of Job. Yeah. But you know, perseverance is necessary for food bearing. In Luke chapter 8 verse 15, Jesus talks about, in the New American Standard Bible, he talks about the seed in the good soil. But the seed in the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart. And hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. If you don't have perseverance, you can't do basenta work. That's why many people are falling away. They are, they are ex-Bacenta leaders. Former Bacenta leaders. 
Oh, but today a certain perseverance is coming into you. You are about to rise up and say, that, No. God is putting perseverance in you. Number seven. After there are nine traits, just like the nine fruit of the Spirit and the nine gifts of the Spirit. Number seven, godliness. Godliness. The, 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 the understanding of godliness I have here is reverence or respect. Yeah. Which I understand to be the fear of the Lord. Yeah, the fear of the Lord. You see, if you have the fear of the Lord, you are different. Yeah. Many people come to worship, but not everybody has a fear of the Lord. Besides, the Bible even says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And it's the beginning of wisdom. So it seems, it seems to me that without a certain reverence towards God, and therefore a fear for his servants also, you are not wise. So that's why people can write on Facebook, do also. I mean, the, the guy has no fear of the Lord. Yeah, so fear of the Lord. So fear of the Lord. Write anything. And this morning, if you listen to the pastor's conference, the prophet was talking about Absalom's ministry ended because he attacked his father. You can't make, you can't make such mistakes. You cannot. Go and do anything at all if you like. But certain things, if you do them. <laughs> you see, Absalom, do you know that in the end, it was the elements that dealt with Absalom? Oh, yes. When, when they were going into battle, his father David called the generals and told the generals that, you know what? Win the battle, but my son Absalom. You see, because the man had already lost his son Amnon. It's not easy to lose your son. I mean, he didn't, want to, he didn't want to lose another one. It's like, at the end of the day, if Absalom comes back to me, I'll be okay. But you see, the Bible says in Second Samuel chapter 15, it makes a very frightening statement. It says that 23,000 men of Israel died that day. Israel, that is Absalom's army. And the Bible says the, the, the wood, the wood, the wood devoured more people than the sword. Yeah. 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 The wood devoured more people than the sword. You see, the only, ah, 2 Samuel 18, 8, thank you. He says, for the battle was there scattered over the face of all the and the wood devoured more people that day than the sword devoured. Let me submit to you that one of the ways you can understand this statement is by watching a film called Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh yes. Because in the Lord of the Rings you see a tree that moves. A tree that talks. A tree whose roots, if you lie by, the roots can begin to open and swallow you. 
And do you know that after this very statement, the next verse, verse 9, says, And Absalom met the servants of David. And Absalom rode upon a mule, and the mule went under the thick boughs of a great oak, and his head caught hold of the oak. Mm. And was taken up between the heaven and the earth, and the mule, ah! How much is your head? If you don't have a, you have a sword, you can't cut it or something. I, I want to submit to you that as Absalom was going, the tree said, hey, my friend, you can't go anywhere. It's okay. The branch came down and held the mother. You, you say, you, you say what? You say what? Your father, you are, you have gone to sleep with his wife's concubines in the fair. I said, come on, my friend. My friend. My friend. You don't have fear of the Lord. You don't have fear of the Lord. Today, the elements will teach you. Yeah. Elements will teach you. That's how. That's how he was caught. Hmm. That is godliness. Two more, then we're finished. The next one is brotherly kindness. Also known as Philadelphia. Yeah. And in the New Testament, it is the love which Christians cherish for each other as brethren. I like, I like a couple of verses about Philadelphia. The first one is First Peter one twenty-two, King James Version. It says, See ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth to the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. Beautiful. And the other verse, First John 3 14 says, We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Now let me submit to you that sometimes part of the reason why when we come to church we don't want to go out because we love the brethren. We love the brethren. I remember Bishop Eddie saying that he used to live at Akuse. Work and live at Akuse. And after work he would take about two different vehicles just to arrive at Kolegono, even if it meant when he arrived, they'll be sharing the grace. Why? Because he was happy to meet the brethren. On the other day, a sister told me, I'm going to write exams on a Saturday morning. No, on a Sunday morning. I said, fine. But I sent her a text. When you finish writing the exam, come. We'll be, we'll be here. You see, and I even sent a scripture that Acts 4.23 and being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said unto, unto them. So, even though you've gone to write an exam, however the exam went, come to the brethren. When you come to the brethren, you have comfort. You see, so you can't stay away. You can't tell me that you have so many troubles that you don't even come to church. When the brethren are around to, to encourage you. Hey. Oh yes. 
I remember one day when I went to the home office in London, Croydon. You'll be there. Oh. But when I said Collegon, I didn't say that. I my stay in London was coming to an end, expiring. My visa was expiring. And if I had passed my exam the first time, the hostel would have given me a permit and I was out of state. So here was I had failed an exam so my sales expert. So when I went there to extend, they said, well, you didn't pass your exam, so prepare to go. And I was not ready to go. <laughs> I was not ready to go. <laughs> I just come. I couldn't just go like that. But you see, I remember that that day, LPNG, when I, they, they gave me that reject. I went straight to church. The brethren, they were there. But the pastor looked at me and said, don't worry. I know a lawyer will pray, a lawyer will do this, you apply this, you do this. But you see, just the company, just the, just the brethren around me. Do you know that one day they stoned Paul and virtually he died? Yeah. But the Bible says as he laid down, the brethren came around him. When they stood around him, he got up. <laughs> oh yes. He, 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 he just got up. He just got up. He was dead. Yeah. Some people believe that that's when he talked about the experience. I know a man who went to heaven and all that. that that's when he died. He died. He died. But because of the brethren, he came around. You know, I learned about this years ago when my brother, I remember, somebody gave him a shoe. My younger brother, somebody gave him a shoe. And when he looked at the size of the shoe, it was far bigger than his foot. So I knew that, oh, by the grace of God. <laughs> to my amazement, he mentioned a certain brother's name in his fellowship and they go give him I said oh <laughs> and they go give him I said wow I mean even though it pained me I learned that you see when they say blood is thicker than water the blood of Jesus is thicker than the blood of your family And you can come into church and have a brother who stick it closer than your biological brother. Because your biological brother is not a believer. Yes. I mean, the brothers of Jesus, they did not believe him. To start, they didn't believe him. So it was later on when Jude got saved, eh, he even did not talk about himself as a brother of Jesus. In Jude chapter 1 verse 1, he says, Jude a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. That's it. Yeah. But he's, he was Jesus' younger brother who didn't believe in Jesus before. But when he became a brother, he did not feel that he could call Jesus his brother. He said, a servant and brother of James. 
James was the other brother of Jesus. And finally, the qualities that must be in us to make us fruitful, the last of them is agape love or divine love. And let me tell you that one of the manifestations of agape is forgiveness. Oh yes. If you want to if if you want to know that you love, see how ready you are to forgive. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. Otherwise don't talk about love. It's not a feeling. It's not just a feeling. It's about whether you can forgive. Because that's why Jesus when he resurrected, one of the first instructions he gave, he says, go and tell the disciples. Then he added, and Peter. Yeah. 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 Go and tell the disciples, and Peter. You see, and I personally believe that one of the reasons why Jesus conducted an interview with Peter, a post-resurrection interview, was that Peter might have thought that he had lost his place. So that interview was Jesus trying to reaffirm him that Charlie, I don't have anybody else but you. As I asked him, lovest thou me more than this? Peter said, you know I love you. And the interesting thing is when Jesus used the word love, Jesus used agape. Jesus said, someone, Peter, do you agape me? And then Peter's reply was that, I feel you. Oh yeah. Peter didn't say, I, is it because Peter knew that agape love involves sacrifice. And he knew himself that he had not been able to sacrifice for Jesus. So Peter was not, is it because at first Peter was proud and confident, oh Charlie, everywhere you go, Charlie brought out his sword, cut off somebody, you see, all those things. He saw that Charlie, and could see she uh, flopped totally. So, he knew his level and admitted his level that Jesus is not agape, it's filial. It's filial. It's filial. It's filial. I know where I am. Maybe you can help me. But you see, Jesus asked him again, do you agape me? And he said, I filial you. And Jesus asked him the third time. And it seems that Jesus eh, decided, you know what? I'll accept you at the level where you are. It's okay. We can work with it. I work with it. I work with it. I work with it. I work with it. So legend says, it's not in the Bible, but a story the early Christians used to say that in Rome, Peter was about to be arrested and they told him, Charlie, escape. So he was escaping. When he got to outside Rome, the gates of Rome that he had escaped, he saw Jesus coming towards him. Then he asked Jesus, but Jesus, where are you going? Then Jesus' answer was, oh, I'm coming to be crucified again in Rome. And Peter saw that challenge. He had to go back. <laughs> Finally, you know what? I discovered this statement in the mega church. There are many powerful things in the mega church and many strategies but I discovered this statement it was not even a headline it says many big churches are springing up 
God is raising up men and women of integrity to pastor his people. Flow in it. Catch the spirit. You also walk in the glory of the latter church. Learn the strategies of church growth. Obtain the power and the wisdom of God. Walk in love towards the brethren. And he says, love even those who slander and betray you. When I saw this, I said, look, there are many things we think our father, the prophet, that the anointing is this and this. But you see, this is showing that look. He's even willing to love those who slander and betray him. That may be the secret of the fruitfulness. You see, these qualities, according to Derek Prince, are character development qualities. So you start with diligence, go through faith, go through moral excellence, go through temperance or self-control, go through perseverance, go through godliness, go through brotherly kindness, and you finally arrive at divine love, which is the height of character development, where you are now become like Jesus, who was able to say on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I pray that this quality should be found in us. So I become fruitful. Stand to your feet. Let's close. I want to be more like you. Jesus, I want to be more like, I want to be more like Jesus. I want to be a vessel you work through. I want to be more. Lift your voice and sing. Oh Jesus, I wanna be more like, I wanna be more like Jesus. I wanna be more like, I wanna be more like Jesus. I wanna be a vessel you are.
pray as the Holy Spirit. He is the author of these qualities. He is the one who will help you to have diligence. That will cause you to add faith. Oh, Jesus. But we need faith to obey. We need faith to walk on the road. We need conviction and persuasion to remain in the name of Jesus. And in your faith, my God, we are praying for the moral excellence in the name of Jesus. Yes, 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 Lord. That we will, God, will walk in it to God in a certain height, a certain excellence in the name of Jesus. Pray for these qualities. Pray for these qualities. Pray for these qualities in the name of Jesus. With perseverance, with perseverance, cheerful, hopeful endurance in the name of Jesus. Constancy, Paliba, Shobli, and the Lebekaya, Rabo, Satali, Ayababa, Labo, Shandelibikaya, Bandelibama. Yes, with brotherly kindness, with divine love. Thank you, Father, that you are helping us, O God, tonight. Thank you that these qualities will be in us and make us fruitful in Jesus name Amen every head bowed, every eye closed you are here you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior it's a good opportunity you may be watching me on Facebook or you may be in the house you will say pastor help me pray with me I need Jesus in my life that is you. I need you to lift up your hand. I'll pray with you. That is you. I need you to lift up your hand. It's an important time. A sacred time. Now somebody may be on Facebook. Somebody may be in this house. Let's all pray this prayer together. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I know I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. Please forgive me. Wash away my sins. Make me a new creature. Write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name, Amen. I am listening. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Bacarius Church headquarters, East Legon Hills, Accra. Stay blessed. I am waiting.